Hello, guys. Welcome once again to BitCorner Podcast. Uh, today is the last episode of season two. Thank you a lot for supporting the show. Uh, we're making efforts to, you know, continue Bitcoin education in El Salvador. Uh, we did podcasts and every Bitcoin institutional education that it's out there. So shout out to Mi Primer Bitcoin, Torgos Dev, uh, Kubo Plus, and Bitcoin Berlin. You know, we all together are keep uh, working to uh, making good content and Bitcoin education for everyone, not just in El Salvador, but to Spanish speakers and everyone around the world, also English speakers. So thank you for the support. Um, season, three, season three is coming. Uh, we'll do something special for that. And it's going to be also the first anniversary of the show. So uh, to finish the second season, I just wanted to chat with a good friend of mine that he came early to Barcelona last year. We got along super well. So welcome back, Gary Leland. Welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> Good to be back. I had a good uh, we had a good visit last time I was there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, how's how's everything there? I have seen some news that Canada and U.S. is getting frozen freezing. <laughs> yeah, most of the most of the places it is freezing here in the U.S. We're having a an ice storm, I guess, across most of the country. I'm down here in Texas, so I'm pretty far south, so it's not that bad here. But it yeah, is absolutely. cold. <laughs> but it's not as bad as my daughter lives up north. It's really cold up there. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Texas is a good city to to live because yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, you figure it out really good. <laughs> so yeah, Barcelona is also good. Um, good weather. It's it's definitely cold, but we don't have a snow. So if I were in El Salvador, uh, I would be better in the weather because right now it's summer. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so how let, let us know how was your trip here how can it was great that we went we went to uh madrid spent about five days in madrid and then went to lisbon and yeah, spent about five days there and then went to barcelona and spent about five days there and we spent the morning one morning talking bitcoin it was a yeah. it was a good trip i really enjoyed it um i loved lisbon and all those side trips we took in barcelona and all the side trips we did more uh, Madrid, eh, I could take it or leave it. I probably wouldn't go back. <laughs> that that wouldn't. I would go back, but I I wouldn't be in a big hurry to go back. But I wouldn't. Yeah. We really enjoyed Barcelona and Lisbon. Those I remember that you cities. told me. Yeah, I remember that you told me that you were so amazed because there was a huge streets, but a huge part of the streets are for pedestrians and not for cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just seemed weird to me because those streets look like they were designed a long, long time ago. Yeah. So they look like they were designed before cars for sure. So why yeah. is there so much room for cars on the streets? Um, yeah, so you know, because you go to like, I don't know, you go to the old part of many cities and it's like very small roads. But there, oh my gosh, the road was bigger than roads here. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you then, go ahead, go ahead, not sorry. only was there room for cars, then there was room on both sides, like little walkways and then more room for cars. It was like, yeah. so So they designed that when they had horses and stuff. They were really making big, those were big at the time. Unless it all just got annihilated during World War II and they just rebuilt it like that. Yeah, we were discussing about that. Yeah, probably that's, uh, I don't know, that's the, the solution that I, I figured it out as well because, yeah, it's different. So, uh, 
But yeah, and, and if you see Ma Madrid, they have more space for cars. They also have space for pedestrians, but Barcelona, it's it's like a city for a walk and walk. It's, it's so beautiful. Though. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is a walking city, mm. for sure. Yeah. And so we went to, yeah, we did so many things, like thinking about what we did. But I mean, we had a full full day every day. Um, mm. I, I did go to the Apple store there. I was kind of depressed. Really? It was just like it was just like an <laughs> Apple store anywhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so it's not that, that different from the, the US? No, no, it was about oh, the same okay. thing. Oh, yeah, okay. I expect I expected maybe it'd be a little different, you know, but it was about the same thing. You, you also told me that uh, you were going to go to several places. Do you, do you went to Sagrada Familia in the end? Yes, we did that. That was um, that was really nice. I mean, we'd seen it before another time when we were in Barcelona, but we didn't have time to go in it. We just saw it from the distance, from the street. Um, but we went there. That was really nice. And we went to a park. I can't remember the name. Any? Ah, uh, yeah, Parguel. Yes, yes, yes. And that was nice. Yeah, um, th Then we went on a trip to a monastery up in the mountains. I can't remember the name of uh, it yeah. either. Uh, hold on, that's uh, <laughs> Mon no Monjuic. Mm, no, Tibidabo. Tibidabo. It has the um... like a Christ on the top. No, no, it has so like inside. It's famous for having the um, black uh, baby Jesus. Ah, yeah. So no, this is Montserrat. Y yes, Montserrat. Yes, we yeah. went there. That was great. We went into some old building. Well, a lot of buildings are old, so that's weird to say. But it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, it was a building designed by some favorite architect that was, everything was kind of weird inside. And it was weird looking outside, too. Yeah, Casa um, Batlo or Pedrera Gaudí, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever it was, he had several buildings, so it'd be hard to say. So that was kind of interesting. We did a lot of stuff. I mean, I can't even remember what all we did, but we had a great time. Um, the hotel was really pretty convenient for us to get to anywhere we went. So that was kind of nice. Yeah, you're, you're uh, super good in, in a very good spot. Yeah, yeah. I um, And then when we were in Barcelona, you mm -hmm. know, we had, uh, we went to, oh, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't think of cities. I just, this is my first time talking <laughs> here. Yeah, um, yeah, no, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> but we went on a trip um, to, Madrid, to Lisbon. To Lisbon. Oh, Lisbon. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, someone, when we got there at the train station, someone said, hey, text me. Let me know when you're coming and we'll meet you. And I thought we'd meet for lunch or something like we did for coffee. Yeah. And when we got to the train station, arrived, they were there with a sign waiting for us. Really? Uh, yeah. And they, <laughs> they so spent nice. the whole day. They spent the whole day with us, taking us on tours of places. Wow. So that, that cool. was really nice. And then we went to another city, I think while we were in Barcelona, uh -huh. um, where Salvador Dali's museum is at. Oh, yeah, hold on. Uh, guess maybe? What? guess could be. Uh, I don't remember. Could be. I don't remember the name. Anyway, that was yeah. really, yeah, mm -hmm. we um, we had, we enjoyed that trip, but that's all that's there really is the museum. And mm -hmm. we, we, we caught our train by, like, made it to the train by, with, like, half a minute left to get back. So we were getting it pretty close there. Oh, shoot, really? Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but I'm glad that you love europe you know yeah. I, 
when I when I always talk about people, actually today, no, today, no, yesterday, I was talking with my mom because she, my parents are right now are here, and my 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 mom asked me, so are you coming to El Salvador soon? And I was like, yeah, mom, that's the plan. I want to go for for a season there. Uh, because right now it's super beautiful, and I, and I was like, yeah, I, I know a lot of Bitcoiners are telling me that they're enjoying my country, and uh, the thing is that I feel super lucky, you know, because uh, it's it's like I don't know, I feel home here, but also El Salvador, of course, is is where I was born, and I I love there, but the the beauty is kind of different because here in at least in Barcelona, uh, well, I think most most part of Europe, the buildings are beautiful because it involves art and also history. But El Salvador is beautiful because of, of the nature. By the way, you had to go this year to Max Kaiser went to yeah. your conference, so you had to go. <laughs> you know, I we 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 plan on going. As a matter of fact, uh, we would go for the uh, happening party, but our conference Bitblock Boom is the next weekend. I think so. Yeah, yeah I really can't. I can't go for several days that close to the conference. Yeah, of course, of course you had to, to go back. But yeah, so I, I was telling you that when you go to El Salvador, you had to go, but not to the city, but more for the nature. Like, well, you already said that you will have a couple days there, but you will have a few days there. But then you have to go back and watch not just El Sante, not just El Salvador, but go to Santa Santa Ana or La Libertad. Those are very beautiful places, especially the mountains and the beach. It's quite nice. You have to convince Kathy to to go there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we definitely we definitely plan on going. It's uh, I've been working on convincing her for a while. I think enough people. I think enough people have talked to her about it. She's pretty much convinced now. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because you yeah. the last time you told me that you told me that she was your well, she was the one making all the plans, right? Even for here, yeah, she she plans <laughs> everything out. She's our tour guide. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you just go there. <laughs> yeah, she just tells us where we're going. That's amazing. That's amazing. So yeah. Uh, so how have you been doing? I've been doing super. Super good, uh, you know. I'm planning to this third season of, of the pod. Uh, right now, I'm enjoying my parents that are here. They came in actually the first of January 1st, <laughs> and they're staying for a while. So I'm enjoying my parents. I, I want to be a little bit off of the social media. Actually, I'm just um, in in social media just for the for the podcast, but then. I want to, you know, be disconnected of internet and enjoy my parents. And yeah, so they love also Barcelona and to walk here. So, yeah. So that's... are there, um, you know, in Barcelona, are there a lot of um, Bitcoin meetups or anything? Actually, yeah, this, fri this Friday. Well, actually, this podcast is going to be next week. So last Friday, <laughs> we, had, we had a meetup. I cannot tell you how was it, but it's always good. It's always fine. So we're going to... We're going to go definitely. I want to uh, to go with my with my dad. Actually, he wanted to adopt in Bitcoin because last year I couldn't go, but he definitely wanted to go and he went and he liked it. So I want to introduce my friends here in Barcelona that also are Bitcoiners and they are the ones that do the meetups here every every single month. So yeah, a lot of a lot of things coming. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. How is your conference? How how is it going? This year you're going to do it earlier, right? Because it's yeah, we're doing really it close. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it in April. I think we'll be within a week of the happening, but just before the happening. 
but uh, it's going good. We've moved from, we used to be in Austin, Texas, which, uh, and now we're in Dallas, Texas. So, I mean, it's still Texas, just a different city in Texas. Uh, Dallas is a little bit less expensive of a city to mm-hmm. get hotel rooms and host a conference in and all the things. That's why that the switch. With it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's closer to my house. You know, it's, um, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> it's 35 minutes away instead of three and a half hours away. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of important. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, uh, well, the, the last time that the we spoke, well, I texted you and I asked you if I can be partner of with you to Big Block Boom. And that's what I did because I loved your conference. Actually, last year, I watch it on, on YouTube, some parts, but yeah, I uh, this year I, I don't know if I can make it, but definitely I will. I want to make it because it seems really nice. And one thing that I love that you told me is that it's a Bitcoin maximalist uh, conference, so it's not like other conference. So that's what I love because there are just OG Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners that want to change the world, but not shitcoin, shitcoin allowed. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, we're, it's, it's yeah, BitBlock Boom. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with it, is a Bitcoin only conference, and it's a pretty strong Bitcoin conference. You know, that's all we. I mean, you, you say a Bitcoin conference, and a lot of people call themselves a Bitcoin conference, but for a lot of conferences, if they say they're a Bitcoin conference, that just means that's one of the things they talk about is Bitcoin. You know, where they might talk about other. I've been to Bitcoin conferences before, and they talk more about. Ethereum or XRP than they did Bitcoin at the conference. Well, ours is exclusively Bitcoin. That's all we talk about. So that yeah. seems to be um, a pretty positive with most people. So, yeah. So uh, tell to the audience that maybe didn't watch the the our, our last episode that uh, what is the Bit- block boom and how many days it has and what can they expect about. Uh, yeah, it's like April the 11th is the first uh, event, and it goes to the 14th, April the 14th. Um, if anyone's interested in looking at the website, just go to bitblockboom.com. All the information will be there, and uh, if anyone's interested in going, they can use the code BBB1. That's three Bs and a one, and receive a <laughs> discount. But, uh, you know, we have um, we have a lot of events going on. Thursday night, we have a welcome to Bitblockboom dinner slash party, and then... Uh, Friday are the workshops. We have uh, one room of lightning workshops and one room of NASA workshops. And then we have an event that night. Um, then Saturday, we have the regular conference day with all the speakers. And then we have another event that night, a casino party. And then Sunday, for those people who are waiting for their flights, we have a brunch, you know, event, Bitcoin brunch that they can go to while they're waiting and to, for their flight and get one last batch of networking in. Yeah, that's well. That's amazing. This it's the last. So no, it's not the last. But I wanted to say that uh, it's a good opportunity to to catch up in the in the last minutes if you haven't uh, talked to anyone else b- before because that's what happened in conference, right? Because there's a lot of people, so you want to talk with everyone, but that's impossible because you have to go everywhere around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot to do a bit, Bob, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of choices and. You know, you can you can get your tickets for whatever part you want to go to. You don't have to buy a pass to everything. You can buy a pass to the conference day, or you can even buy a pass just to the brunch if you want to go to the brunch. So it's kind of like a a la carte menu. You decide what events you want to go to, and that's what you sign up for. That's awesome. Hey, Gary, uh, changing a little bit the the topic. Last time that we talked, I remember that 
you share with us uh, your story with the wallpaper business. And it was so amazing. I, I personally was amazed at how good are you with business, businesses. Uh, and uh, I want to talk about that as well, because, um, you know, Bitcoin businesses are also developing. And so, uh, I don't know, I want to talk about your experience about that and what advice can you give to people that are starting a new business and especially, um, I don't know, using Bitcoin, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I've had a lot of businesses. I had the wallpaper business was the largest wallpaper store in Texas. And uh, I guess in 96, I put up the first website for uh, wallpaper um, when I built that. Um, and then I had a store I opened and um, and I had a lot of a lot of different sites. But those were the two brick and mortar stores I had was a wallpaper store wallpaper slash decorating store and the uh sporting goods store you know one of the things i found out that about business all my businesses i've always put in basically sweat equity i've never you know borrowed any money to start them um i've kind of like i guess slowly built them um and to me that works the best i think what a, a problem a lot of people i've noticed that start businesses is that it doesn't take them long to give up, you know, and they give up too soon. And they go, ah, this is not working because they're having to work so much to, for a little bit of money because it's not very profitable to begin with. But that's the way business is. No business starts off. I mean, some do, but majority of businesses that people start up aren't like day one. Yeah. All right, I'm making a ton of money. I can sit home now and pay someone to do this for me. I mean, you know, I've always been a hands-on kind of person at my businesses. You know, that I, I've, like I said, I've started them with low amounts of money and just built them and kept putting the money back into them, you know, or as much as I could. I think yeah. the thing that's fortunate for people with Bitcoin businesses, which I never had the opportunity uh, in any of my businesses, is that if you're paying, being paid in Bitcoin, you know, and of course you've got to spend some of the money to eat for expenses on the business. But instead yeah. of being, instead of being like when I started my businesses that your money that you're putting aside is worth less every month. You're actually your money you're putting aside is worth more every month. So your your actual income because becomes a profit center, which is not the way in business normally is that you the income you're making is making you your income could make you as much as you know as much profit as your profit is. I mean, you know, as your sales yeah. are. Um, for instance, if last year Bitcoin went up 150%. Yeah. Um, so anyone that was taking Bitcoin and was stashing some on the side, not spending it all, they did really good. They made 150% just off the income. That's not counting the profit they made off their business, selling the items or doing whatever they did. So with Bitcoin, businesses have a, I guess, a one-two punch. They make money off of the business itself and then if they're like hodling as much of their income as they can, it comes in Bitcoin, you know, instead of cashing it out, then they're making money off of that, you know, as it increases in value. So that's a, yeah. that's a really nice place to be, um, to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was thinking if, if you, you were starting a bit, if you could start a business today, let, let's think that it is your first business ever. But with the experience that you have, uh, what advice could 
can you tell to yourself to to make it like you know not profitable but to sustainable and that eventually successful Well, yeah I'd say just put in the time, you know, it's like proof of work for Bitcoin is putting in the time. I, I see a lot of people that just don't want to put in the time. You know, I see a lot of dreamers that say, oh, I'm going to start this business and do this. And then they never, ever start it. I mean, you know, when I was uh, back in 96 and 97, 95, 96, when I was starting to build e-commerce sites, <laughs> and, and actually they were very profitable very quickly. Um, because it was the early days of the net and there wasn't much competition, Yeah. you know, so they were very profitable very quickly and people would be, I need to start a website. That sounds like a great idea. What should I start? What kind of business should I start? I, go, I don't know what you should start, but maybe you should start a business and something you like doing. Because Yeah. that's kind of always been my tip to people. If you start a business, if you start a business in something you don't like, Uh, or let me rephrase it. After you've been in business 10 years, if you have a business and you're in business five or you're in business 10 years, it becomes really a chore. It's work. I mean, it's not fun. It's work. And that's why they call it work. And that's why you get paid to do it. If it was fun, everybody'd be standing outside my door wanting to come in here and do it for a while for free, but they don't. So it must be work. But if you do something you really like for your business, Um, then probably in five or 10 years, if you, if you love it or have a passion for it in five or 10 years, you'll probably still like it. Yeah, If that's you start true. a business in something you don't like in five or 10 years, you're going to hate it because it's going to become a chore, um, because you didn't like it to begin with. And like I said, if you really liked it, it's still going to become a chore. If you loved it, it's still going to be a chore, but you'll probably like it. You know, Yeah. you probably still like it somewhat, you know, but you definitely will hate it if you didn't like it to begin with in five years. So that's so I've always told people, what do you like? And they go, I like soccer. I said, well, start a soccer, online soccer store. Um, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, he would have had the first online soccer store if he'd have listened to me. But he's oh yeah, I, I have coached a soccer team and I know all this stuff about soccer and my kids play and we're really good. And so well, if you want to start a business, start a soccer business. I'll help you out. And he but he never followed through, you know. And a, and a lot of people don't follow through with their, their dream. They want to be self-employed, but they don't have the gun or the power to, to start. And if they don't have the power to start, well, they would have been a failure probably anyway because they wouldn't have had the work ethic to, to last. A lot of people are just allergic to work, I think. Um, you know, they just don't want to work that hard. Um, Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the, the boomers, people my age, had a lot of opportunities that maybe aren't available now. But but I still think they all have to work, you know, pretty hard. And they put in the time and they put in the hours. You know, I I mean, I, I don't necessarily now, but gosh, during my working life, I probably put in 60, 70 hours a week for 30 years, you know. And I was successful, but I put in the time, you know. And if you put in the time, I mean, unless you're just in, like, the worst business ever, you're probably going to do okay. You may not do great, but you're probably going to do okay. That's always been my feeling. Yeah. So put put in the time, definitely accept Bitcoin, but without <laughs> yeah. a doubt, because there's nothing better than looking and saying at your at your uh, P and L at the end of the year and saying, okay, I made this much money, blah blah blah. Uh, this much of it was in Bitcoin, and it was worth when they bought the items, blah blah blah. Oh, now it's worth blah blah blah. It's worth a lot more.
you know yeah. so um that's that's my tip is find something you like to do if you don't know what you want to do and put in the time <laughs> and don't give up too soon don't give up and go man i'm working too hard um i'm not making enough money for how hard i'm working that's what a lot of people say i'm not going to do this anymore well, of course you're working hard that's why it's a job that's why it's called work like i said people would be lining up to do it for free if it was a lot of fun yeah. they'd be going hey can i come in there and work for you for a while cuando dejas tus activos digitales en un exchange o en custodia de alguien más te expones a riesgos de terceros no deseados a diferencia del sistema bancario tradicional bitcoin te permite tomar el control total de tus fondos utilizando tus propias claves privadas esto te permite ser soberano y esencialmente tu propio banco. Al tomar el control de tus bitcoins, puedes evitar riesgos innecesarios de terceros. Almacenar tus bitcoins en custodia de terceros como los exchanges puede exponerte a ataques de actores malintencionados, gobiernos o estafadores que lo único que quieren es apoderarse de tu dinero. El proceso de autocustodia puede parecer abrumador al principio, pero afortunadamente Blockstream Jade Wallet hace que sea súper fácil custodiar tus activos. Las billeteras de hardware son dispositivos que almacenan de forma segura las claves privadas de tus bitcoins y activos de Liquid sin conexión a internet. Las billeteras de hardware aumentan la seguridad de tu billetera porque tus claves privadas se almacenan en un dispositivo especializado que no está siempre conectado al internet. Como te he dicho antes, mantener tus claves almacenadas en un dispositivo en línea puede exponerte a factores adicionales de ataque por lo que se recomienda usar una billetera de hardware al almacenar grandes cantidades de Bitcoin durante largos periodos de tiempo. Jade es una billetera de hardware no custodial para Bitcoins y Liquid que ofrece opciones de firma simple y firmas múltiples. Yo personalmente lo utilizo para almacenar mis Bitcoins, ya que me siento mucho más seguro manteniendo mis Bitcoins en una billetera fría que en una almacenada, por ejemplo, en mi teléfono. Si estás pensando en adquirir uno para ti, no olvides utilizar el código de descuento de, descuento de nuestro show, BitCorner Podcast. De esta forma estarás apoyando directamente el show y además obtendrás un 10% de descuento para la compra de tu billetera fría. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. You know, that's why uh, I, I feel very related because... Um, You know, I started the podcast first to help somehow my country, but also, I don't, I don't know if I told you this the last time that, that we talked, but I started the podcast in the way that I wanted to interview the people that I, if, if it were a podcast, uh, a Salvadorian podcast like, like mine, uh, I want to see, you know, uh, some kind of content. And I created the podcast with the people that I always wanted to see in a Salvadorian podcast. So, and I have fun with that because I'm not just getting fun, but also learning a lot. And also I'm helping other people to, to learn about Bitcoin. So I feel related because as you said, for me, yeah, it's a word because uh, I managed somehow to, to get paid with partners and, and everything. But since I started this, I, I never felt it like, like a job, you know, it's like talking to people, learning stuff and sharing with everyone else. So in... And if I make the questions, if I want to continue doing this, of course I want to continue doing this uh, as much as, as I can because I really have fun. <laughs> and it's yeah. and and it's like you know, uh, it's more than that because um, you you can make networking with several people and meet them or just like us that we we met uh, you know like in the screen and then you came to Barcelona and we chat and then you came came again and to the show and and that's super fun because then you can uh connect with other bitcoiners and and help other people because that's another thing you know that i feel that 
Bitcoiners, we really want to change the world because we have a Bitcoin as a tool. We see Bitcoin as a tool. The shitcoiner just see it like, I want to make a profit <laughs> about this. Yeah, shitcoin. no, I, I agree completely that Bitcoiners, for the most part, want to change the world. Mm. Uh, of course, they want to make money. I mean, yeah, yeah, everybody wants to make money. But uh, they want to make money and help change the world where shitcoiners just worry about making money. They don't care what happens in the wake of their uh, making money. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if you saw here in Barcelona or other cities, but there were in some uh, squares or even in the shopping malls, they, ha they have this shitcoin that it's, I don't know if what's the name of the shitcoin, Warcoin or something like that. Uh, uh, and I'm, I've, every time I feel so angry because they they offer 20 bucks free in exchange to, to scan your your eyes, you know. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking hell, about. Hell no. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Sadly, it is still a thing. <laughs> I, I thought, I figured they were, I, I didn't know that was still doing well. Yeah. I definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and w one time I, I went with uh, this shopping mall with my mom and, and she told me, what are they doing? And I was like, they're scamming people. And, and I told her and and she told me like but it's not that dangerous to scan your eyes like yeah of course it's dangerous to scan your eyes you're giving free your information you can they can unlock everything about yourself so so yeah if people are listening to this don't go to scan any of your body parts. yeah yeah a lot of people don't realize <laughs> you just don't want to be giving up all that information yeah. but you know <laughs> you give up so much of it every day I mean, gosh, if you use social media, they're getting your information. You know, the government's getting your information. I mean, everybody's yeah. getting your information. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. Hey, by the way, change it a little bit the, the the topic. I just remind that a few weeks ago, I heard. Uh, I think you were with with Peter, right, McCormick? Yes, yes, I was on uh, <laughs> what Bitcoin did. Yeah, I have a question that is not Bitcoin related, but uh, uh, in the end, he uh, he invited you to the soccer game. Do you see the yeah. game? <laughs> yeah, he invited me to the game. Oh, I didn't go. You didn't go? <laughs> what? No, no, no. I'll, go, I'll, I'll contact him next time I'm in Europe and go. I was in, <laughs> he, he was in Fort Worth when I are uh, Texas. <laughs> so um, when he invited me to go, but yeah, I'll go to us. I'll go to one of his games, but I'll just do it when, next time I'm in uh, Europe. <laughs> you know, and I don't. I don't care about soccer enough to go watch a soccer to fly that far. Well, you will love game. it. When, when he was telling you, I was like, you are. You had to be there. You had to be in the stadium and live it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll go do that. But I'm, like I said, I don't. I'm not a big enough soccer fan to to um, fly all the way to Europe to watch a soccer game. I don't even go watch the soccer game here. Uh, I, I just don't care for soccer, to be honest with you. That's not yeah. my favorite sport. Yeah. So, what um, but like that would watch? be a good way to go is to, to go to his game. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the, the Premier I, I mean, uh, I live here in Spain, but I always say that the Premier League is way better than La Liga because it's more competitive. Uh, so, yeah, you, you will have fun. You will have fun. Yeah. By going to yeah 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 i'm not uh i would like to go i mean i have to admit <laughs> but i'm not in a hurry to go <laughs> all right right so what do you like like baseball or, or 
football. I like baseball. American. I like football. I like American football. And I like baseball. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know that they this this. Oh, like I told Peter, they need to make that net bigger in soccer. Not a lot, but like a foot foot taller and maybe three feet wider, just enough to cause more scores. <laughs> Not enough score, and everybody goes, "Oh, the defense is great. Defense sucks." And they just say that. They just say that because that's what they're stuck with. Defense uh, sucks. I mean, do I want to watch an American football game where it's zero to zero at the end of an hour? No, I don't. Nobody but, does. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch a zero zero American football game or baseball game zero to zero after nine innings. Nobody does. I mean, yeah, but. But I think the rules are quite different to, to make it more scores. Uh, I don't know, because I, I, I have to... Well, like that I said, I, that's not that big of a change to add uh, three feet to the width of the net. <laughs> it's not that big a change, and it would make more scores. You know, the rest yeah. of the things, uh, what you could leave the same. But it's, it's like, yeah, they just need to change it. Like the NBA added the three-point rule. Why? To make more points. <laughs> People want to see high-scoring games. They don't want to see the zero to zero. Yeah, and then they tie the games yeah this are great games tied zero zero oh and then they, they stand there and kick the ball in the net to see who wins that's <laughs> after all that time yeah that's like in basketball if you like it was zero to zero then the game and you shot three points three uh free shots you just shot <laughs> baskets to see who won the game nobody would like that well y'all need to change that game and make it better <laughs> <laughs> we'll take notes on that but yeah <laughs> But, but anyway, it just way. seems like a simple fix to me just to make the net a little wider. You know, and then that guy goalie would have more to cover and there'd be more scores. And you'd have less ties. I mean, after watching soccer for that long, do you want to watch another inning? I mean, yeah, how long's a soccer game? Uh 90 minutes or yeah, do you 90, mean the season. But that's 90 minutes, but that's not with uh don't they have breaks for commercials and stuff? Yeah, we have uh 15 minutes. We have we have like a, if I play there. <laughs> 15 minutes. <Yes. laughs> Yeah, uh, so it's a long game, and then you got a zero to zero after all that, man. Well, well but because you can tie, you're not always one win or or lose. You can tie, unless it's a, you know like a kickoff. Then it's right. you have to go to extra time and and to penalties. But yeah, yeah, just uh, it just I don't know. Probably just because I'm American, I'm used to high scoring games. <laughs> it's kind of like oh. kind of like uh, baseball, you know, and, and baseball. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners, uh, most people know baseball is pretty well. Yeah, for they might yeah, understand they know. baseball they more know. than they do American football. Uh, yeah, baseball wasn't really that big of a thing until Babe Ruth came along and started hitting home runs. Huh. Then when Babe Ruth came along in the early 1900s and started hitting home runs, he was like the first home run. He but he didn't hit the first home run, but he was like the guy that was like hitting them consistently. And he oh, really? And he changed the shape of baseball. You know, because oh, wow. of Babe Ruth hitting home runs all the time. People were like going to the games. They want to see Babe Ruth hit a home run, you know, and it became a popular thing uh, going for the fence. So uh, wow. in that case, I think that the game benefited by more scores being. I definitely think that game by more scores. And I think the same thing. Soccer is already popular. Let's face it. I just think it's like I need something with more scores. <laughs> all right. So so I think you're looking forward to the the Super Bowl, I guess, because it's next month, right? In a few yeah. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have to admit uh, that I just watched the Super Bowl because of the halftime show because I don't, I don't understand the game, but I want to understand the game because you know, I, I always watch the Super Bowl. The, sorry, the half, 
time shot, but I, I, every every year I say I want to understand this game because I think I will have more fun by watching entirely. <laughs> it's a good game, but there are a lot of rules in football. I mean, you know, uh, it's pretty rule heavy. I think it's hard <laughs> to learn all the rules. Oh really? Um, yeah, for, for pro football. Uh -huh. Yeah, they got so many rules because in pro football, you know, they change the game uh, yeah. consistently. If the offense is not doing well, you know, across the board, it starts becoming more of a defensive game. They change it so that the offense has the power again. And uh -huh. then after a few years and a few years, defenses start catching on, making new defenses to slow the scores down. Then they bring in a new rule, you know, uh, to make the offense have the advantage again. Because NFL football realizes that American football realizes that people want to see a high-scoring game, and okay. uh, I'm sure I'm sure that's where I came up with my thought that soccer isn't <laughs> high-scoring enough. I'm used to watching a game that evolves to stay an offensive game, where soccer is really a defensive game. Let's face it: if it's one nothing after that much time, that's a lot of damn defense. You know, so um, the fact that they change the rule consistently, like, you know, you can't if a guy's a receiver is a guy who would catch the ball thrown by the quarterback in case someone knows you can't touch them, you know, hit them after they go five yards. You know, it's illegal to hit them because they wanted to give them more chances to hit the ball, catch the ball. You know, you can't uh, interfere with them when they're downfield, downfield trying to catch the ball. You can't hit him and knock him and try to take the ball, you know, knock him out. They can't touch him. You know, so they gave this way they gave back the uh, offense, the power. But yeah, like I said, that's a game okay. where the offense really, it's driven to be an offensive game as in baseball. It's driven to be an offensive game. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know about that. <laughs> now I see that's why, that's why you need, that, that's why you, you want, Bigger nets for football. Yeah, for yeah. Like I said, I don't want to make it that big a change. Just enough change. It doesn't matter what no, I want. Else. I realize. I realize. But I just think <laughs> if they changed it and added a couple of feet, you know, just two or three feet, it's not that big a change in the game. But a little thing would change. I think would change the game and cause more scoring. <laughs> All right, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's never going to happen. Yeah, of course not. But well, they are making some improvements. Well, improvements, uh, some changes. No, they are not improvements. They are just changing uh, some rules with the game. They introduced bar and everything. But yeah, whatever. Probably we we should talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, what do you think of these EFTs? Ah, uh, the EF, the the EFTs. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. For for me. I have mixed thoughts about that because um, I think it's going to help Bitcoin to, you know, the people more be more aware about that. Uh, it will be more mainstream and so on. But what it's behind that, I think it's that ETF will just help companies to get more money <laughs> so they can buy Bitcoin, the real Bitcoin. And a paper Bitcoin. That's how I see it. So yeah, it can help. Uh, it can help Bitcoin to, you know, people can realize about what it is, uh, because now BlackRock and all these good companies are involved with 
But in the end, I just see that this is a good strategy to get money from people and they buy actual Bitcoin. So I don't know. What yeah, are your I, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens. Also, if like, um, you know, you've got an EFT and the um, there's a fork of Bitcoin. Does uh, BlackRock get all those coins that would be given out to the people who did the fork and not the people? You know, how does that work? And not that not, not that they're ever usually worth anything, but I think a lot of times if you sell them right away, you can buy some more Bitcoin with them. Um, so I often wonder about that. And I also wonder if, like, everybody's putting all their Bitcoin, all these EFTs are putting all their Bitcoins at Coinbase, or most of them are. Uh, Fidelity is not. Um, yeah. I'm, sure someone, I'm sure someone else is. But the majority of them are putting their, storing their Bitcoin on Coinbase. So to me... That's already a super big honeypot. Now it's even bigger and bigger. So if someone Absolutely. goes into Coinbase yeah. and, and takes all their Bitcoin, you know, um, you really own shares in the ETF. You don't own the Bitcoin. So um, you, you would still, if they stole all the ETF's Bitcoin, you still would own the, the ETF. Mm -hmm. You just wouldn't be have any value because there wasn't any Bitcoin. In there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's paper money in the end. Yeah. So it's not like you can go, hey, I want my money back. Where's my Bitcoin? They're going to go, well, you still own the ETF. We haven't screwed you. Um, you still own the ETF. Just the ETF doesn't have any Bitcoin in it anymore. Yeah. Um, so that would be, I think, uh, a situation also to look at. But, you know, there are people like, um, I have a friend of mine who's mm -hmm. 72, maybe. And he has quite a bit of savings and he wanted to move some of retirement money into Bitcoin. But if he cashed out of what he was in and took it out of his retirement program and bought Bitcoin, he'd pay 20% capital gains or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he had automatically, he was saying, I would, I'm thinking about putting $100,000 in there. Well, heck, as soon as he pulled his money out, it's worth 80000 if He's taking a 20% hit. I mean, so he wouldn't do it where now he can move it into an ETF and not pay that yeah. uh, penalty. Maybe uh -huh. he's going to have higher fees. He might have higher fees by being in an ETF than he would if he just owned it. But he's not taking that hit right off the bat, you know, of uh, taxes for, you know, taking it out of his retirement fund and moving uh -huh. it into Bitcoin. So for people like that, that use case, I can understand why he would want yeah. to uh, do that. As to whether that's the best move or not, who am I to say? Uh, but I think, like I said, I think it's a lot easier for people to get into Bitcoin if they don't have to take a, a hit like that, you know, yeah. a tax hit when they pull their money out of the retirement fund to go buy Bitcoin. I mean, let's yeah, I didn't it, know about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're going to lose $20,000 as soon as you pull it out on long-term capital gains, I mean, heck... <laughs> It's going to go 20% just to break even, you know? And that's a hard road to hoe for someone who's been saving their money their whole life. Absolutely. Yeah. So for those people, I think Bitcoin ETS probably makes sense. But yeah, like I said, I, I think there's still there's still uh, dangers. You know, like I said, if, this, if Coinbase got hacked, you know, and they took all the Bitcoin or... Uh, and I'm sure they're... And then there are people calling all the time, these damn scammers, saying they're with Coinbase. And these old farts aren't going to be used to that. And they go, oh, Coinbase, yeah, what do you need? Oh, my account number, here it is. And next thing you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but actually, that's another thing that that I, I was thinking about. That maybe people are, uh, uh, you know, they they used to do um, to to use ETF like for stocks, for for example. So maybe for uh, those people, it's easier to understand what an right. ETF is. I think because, it's a lot easier to understand. Yeah, and it's a lot, and it's like I said, they're not taking that tech. They're used to buying stocks and stuff, so. I, I guess it shows by how much the ETS have been selling. I mean, it's the I think um the fastest uh, most successful ETFs ever. I mean, you know, yeah. after gold, you know. So yeah, evidently someone's and I think I think I also saw a number the other day that in the last year there's been like five hundred ETFs or something, I can't remember the number exactly, and Bitcoin ETFs have done more than all of those other ones combined you know already you yeah. know so so yeah there's definitely a demand for it absolutely the, the other things that i hopefully uh they will do their own i mean the the lawmakers uh especially the sec i hope that they make a really good research on this and they have done this because i personally i, I don't want it to be like a open door for for shitcoins, you know, it's good that Bitcoin has an own ETF, but I, I don't want to see it like an Ethereum ETF, you know, because then it will be more about the problem that we already have. So it's printing money. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, to me, that that's kind of weird. It's also kind of weird that the SEC hasn't gone after Ethereum, you know, for being a security. So I guess the rule is if you can stay long enough, you, don't, you aren't a security anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah, because um, it, it doesn't pass the Howey test, which is how they decide if um, something is a security or not. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm kind of confused. I'm kind of confused on how XRP lost uh, the that won the case of the SEC. Oh yeah, um, being I'm I'm kind of confused on that too. I mean, because yeah. that was uh, people definitely got that. Uh, by paying for it early, from what I understand, I'm not an Ethereum expert, but you mm. know, uh, Bitcoin's the only one that people didn't pre-mine. You know, everything was mined; it wasn't given out or sold before the general public could get it. You know, yeah. so so to me, if anyone that it has been pre-sold or pre-mined is um, an SEC from what or security, from what I understand. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see how, how it goes, but well, for now, uh, as, as I told you, I, I think it's a good move to make Bitcoin more mainstream, people to get to know it. And I, I think uh, it will happen, the, like, hopefully, uh, I think that's my idea, that it will happen as it happened to us, you know, that we, we heard about Bitcoin somehow. We all have different stories, but once you get to start doing your own research about it and you're more involved about that because you're more curious about that. And eventually I think people uh, will s switch from, I, I mean, I, th I think in, in, in a long-term, right? They will switch from ETF to actual Bitcoin <laughs> to buy actual Bitcoin and the whole sets. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, I would think so, but um if they're smart, I mean, I don't know why they would want to pay the fee. I mean, like I said, the case of not wanting to pay the capital gains, I can understand what someone, oh, but if you're just buying Bitcoin ETFs, 
I mean, you'd be better off just to buy Bitcoin, learn how to secure it. It's not that hard. Yeah. You know, it's not like rocket science or anything. Anyone can watch a YouTube video. There's only like a million YouTube videos explaining how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, we we have in the show uh, how to how to secure your own Bitcoin. That I think that's that's really important. So yeah, hey, I, I was thinking. I was also re reminding that the last time that we spoke, we were talking about, uh, you know, the U.S. Uh, presidential candidate. Now one's yeah. gone. <laughs> Two are gone. gone. Two are gone. Um, Two. DeSantis. DeSantis dropped out last night. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. right now you just have in the Republicans you have Trump and Haley, yeah. Nikki Haley, and I would think, I mean, I would think she'd drop out soon. I mean, he's he, he's got the biggest lead. Trump's got the biggest lead anyone's ever had. So this um, is a way different perspective than the last time we, that we spoke. <laughs> now how yeah. you see everything. What yeah, is your... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is, um, I normally don't pick the person that, that runs. <laughs> I normally pick the person who doesn't make it. So I'm pretty <laughs> used to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think um, it's going to be interesting political season coming up. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, at least, way, at least ways here in the U.S. But yeah, I think uh, what this week are the New Hampshire primaries. And if uh, Trump cleans up there, like he did in Ohio, uh, state of Ohio, there's really no point in moving forward for Haley. Um, you know, I mean, you're just wasting your time and donors' money. Uh, I, I was surprised DeSantis quit though last night since he came in second place in the. Uh, but do you know Ohio. why? I think he was so far behind. He decided uh. to. Trump was going to win it, and he was wasting his time and his people's money trying to run against him. That's what he said. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. What about I, Kennedy? I don't know. Kennedy is continuing? Yeah, right? By his <laughs> own path? Kennedy? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's still running, but you don't see him. I mean, you know, the news doesn't yeah, show him to him. you. He didn't get into that. He, yeah, he's like the unseen candidate. I mean, I, I don't know why. You know, Kennedy's a candidate that is um, a known name. Uh, the Kennedy name's pretty strong, and he does seem to be doing, I don't know how he's rating, but he's, whenever I, I, I see him on, t whenever I do see him, he seems to have a good group around him of people that are interested in what he has to say. It's just the press is not giving him any uh, mm -hmm. effort at all, and the Democratic Party wouldn't give him any effort, which they usually run with the current president. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he didn't get to. Yeah, I. I'm curious to see how Biden does. I mean, no matter who he runs against, um, you know, to me, he seems to be out of it. I mean, I'm I'm kind of surprised that we're going to end up with like two 80 year old white guys running. Uh, yeah. First of all, that seems kind of uh, outdated for these times for two 80 year old men to be running for president. I mean, can can either one of them, you know, use email even? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I remember it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Uh, but who was it? He had running for president. Whoever ran against Obama when Obama was running, which wasn't that long I ago. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, he said that he doesn't use email. You know, oh, someone really? has to print his emails out for him. 
Oh, really? And he looks at the pieces of paper. So I'm going, oh, my gosh. Um, this guy is going to be running the country. He doesn't know how to do email. I mean, you know, I don't think that's something you tell people. Something you tell people. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you keep it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, I, I think that I did like Vivek because he was young, first of all. Yeah. Uh, need to get some young blood in there. Number two, he had not only started a business, he he started and run several successful businesses. Mm. I think that's more important than your the fact that you were a senator, I mean, for 10 years, or mm. that you were a congressman for 12 years or whatever. I think running a business for 12 years is a way better to have on your resume for president than just being a politician. Um, yeah. So I did like Vivek because he was young and he had run a business and he had, you know, he was in favor of, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin. He liked Bitcoin, which is a, a big thing for me. If you like Bitcoin, um, I'm going to be looking at you, you know, if you want to help Bitcoin out. But yeah, I just don't see anything really great that's come out of uh yeah, the recent, the last four years. So um, I'm Those curious to see how the Democrats will support Biden. Um, yeah. Who knows? They may all rally around to him and decide to love him. But I, I would be curious, no matter who he was running against. Um, yeah, absolutely. But to me, it looks like it's going to be Biden and Trump. Again. <laughs> I know. Again, no. No, no. Well, yeah. Yeah, it will be interesting. We have also elections uh, in El Salvador, actually, in two weeks. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, but, uh, well, I'll tell you, the panorama is way different there. People are really happy with Bukele. He's doing great stuff. Actually, I thought he he's... could only like be president one term or something, though. Yeah, yeah. It used to be like that, but then uh, they put it on the Congress, the, you know, the to pass the law if they wanted if they wanted to change it and uh so yeah they they change it and uh now you you can do it twice but that's it you cannot okay. do it so like in america you can do it twice is it uh four-year terms no five so yeah five? So. yeah i think uh you know sometimes i think four years is too short yeah because they if they get something going they and they don't get voted back in they can't complete the project yeah, exactly. sometimes sometimes I think it's too long. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> if you have a bad president in there, then five years might be too long. So absolutely, um, yeah, you don't feel I, like I a neighbor. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm glad the elections are coming up. Um, so <laughs> to change the like, yeah, you know, like I said, I just like to see some young people running. Um, yeah, of course. So instead of just old people, because when you got old people, you just get more of the same when you get down to it. Here in the U.S., you know, I don't see that big a difference between the Democratic and Republican Party. They both spend money like it's going out of style. I mean, you know, no matter who it is, they're spending money. You know, I don't think you can look at any president and say, oh, gosh, this guy really didn't spend money. Not in the last 30, 40 years. They all spend money. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And they so, all yeah, like. Oh, I seem like to have wars too. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the thing is that, um, yeah, they they changed the law, so now you can be reelected twice. And uh, yeah, I I completely agree because I feel that like even 
having four or five years is sometimes is too short because that's one thing imagine that Bukele right now after four years we're right now seeing uh, the proof of the work that he, he has been doing so now we're seeing the results of the past few years right now but you know it, what happened is someone else come and destroy everything that that he did that would be awful but having 10 years yeah that, think... and that's the thing yeah since he's making so many changes four years or one term would be hard to uh or it'd be very easy for a lot of things to get lost that he was doing you know if someone else got in there yeah, and, the, and the only reason maybe they got in there was because he couldn't run absolutely so i think one term is a hard thing but sometimes absolutely. i wish it was one term <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know well Elections are coming too, but yeah. So we will see. I think ten years for Bukele is super, is super great. Now what? He, because he's going to win. I, I mean, uh, if you see uh, the, uh, the the metrics, it's like he has the support of more than eighty percent of the population. So he's going to win. But so right now, what he has to do is uh, continue doing the the great job. And when the time comes, he has to study. He will be his uh the person that will continue his all, all the work that his he has been doing in El Salvador, you know. Because right. yeah, people are, are super happy with him. Yeah, I I you know, it's he's definitely took care of crime down there. Yeah, and, and now uh, South America are trying to to do the same thing. Well, Ecuador right now they're facing a war. Because they declared war to the gangs member, and you know, Millet is trying to. Well, he's doing. I don't know what he's doing, but he wants to also fix the problems in Argentina. So, well, yeah, he's. I'm curious to see what happens in Argentina, for sure. Um, he doesn't seem to be very much in favor of um, central, central banks. banks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get rid of them. I like to watch him. He makes me laugh. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's funny. He's a funny guy. <laughs> he is funny. He is funny, but he's straight to the point. I mean, he's a yeah. He's he, a big... he, he doesn't have filters, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. He has yeah. a big presence. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, it will help Argentina to to fight hyperinflation because that's what's going on there. So we will see. Yeah, they've had a problem with that for a while. Mm, yeah, yeah, we will see. All right, Gary. Uh, it's been an hour. <laughs> hey, I've enjoyed it completely. I've enjoyed it completely. Next time we come to Bar, I'm going to look you up, um, and we'll do something bigger. Next time. Yeah, we'll make plans ahead of time. Yeah, uh, of course. I, I, I don't know when it'll be. We have we're just starting to plan our trips for this year. Um, but uh, I definitely will keep up with you. And like I said, if anyone's interested in Bitblock Boom, go take a look at the site bitblockboom.com. And use the code BBB1 for an extra discount if you decide to come. All right, perfect. We, we also have a uh, discount code that is Bitcoin HODL. No. Oh, Bitcoin I didn't know or, that. Yeah, use Bitcoin or HODL. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, we, yeah, you, people can, can use both. I, I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you use Bitcoin HODL for sure. Um, <laughs> Bitcoin or Without a doubt. Yeah. Bitcoin yeah, or HODL. Without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah and uh yeah so uh thank you for for being here on the show hopefully I'll, I'll have you again on the third season and uh i wish you all the success and uh in the and conference. congratulations on having a successful season 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you uh, soon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when you go to El Salvador, let me know because I will put you in contact with other Bitcoiners and even my family. I think they will be happy to take you to not just the richest places. <laughs> Sounds good. But make the time. Really but make the time. <laughs> for sure. All right, guys. Uh, guys, uh, thank you for this season. We will see you in a couple of weeks. So thank you again. Thank you for the support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and go to Big Block Moon Conference. Uh, that will be fun. And go to El Salvador as well. See you on the next one. Ciao.